technology is the most powerful change in the world of education. Everything changes. Welcome to the Emerging Technologies in Education podcast, delivered to you by Clever Books Company. Dear listeners, thank you for joining Emerging Technologies in Education podcast series, and we have Chad today. Hi, Chad. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Well, how are you? I am great. Thank you very much for joining. And I would like to give Chad a couple of words to introduce himself, tell about his background and which country he's coming from. Uh, my name is Chad uh, Lewis, and I work for an independent school in Tampa, Florida in the United States. Uh, I've worked at Tampa Preparatory School for the past eight years. Before then, I worked uh, at another independent school in Florida. And before that, I worked for the public school system as well. I'm the director of technology, and uh, we're very excited about uh, what technology, especially we have a huge initiative with virtual reality happening right now that um, we've got a lot of uh, attention from. That sounds exciting and interesting to share your ideas about the virtual reality and other technologies you use, and you have a massive background in education. So let's start with the first questions like, how do you feel about uh, using technologies for education? Are you positive or negative about that and why? I'm definitely uh, positive uh, about technology and education, which is great because that's my job. It would be hard to be <laughs> negative about it. Uh, so. Uh, I, I think that over the past 15 years in educational technology, in my field of, of, of educational technology, I've seen a lot more uh, autonomy and power put into the hands of not only teachers, but students, which is absolutely exciting. Uh, I think that when you give students the opportunity to pursue their passions and, and, and use tools that fit their learning styles, uh, it can open up a lot of opportunity for students. Uh, We've also revamped in our school, Tampa Prep, the entire uh, educational physical environment, which I think has been uh, transformational. We've, uh, if you look at our classrooms, they're nothing like the classrooms of even that I've seen in most schools still. Um, it's all flexible, collaborative, uh, and the engagement level is, is through the roof. So I think the physical environment change uh, of course, being a one-to-one -one school, we have one-to-one -one iPads for the past seven years. Uh, that's been huge as well. But that in conjunction with the, the ability for students to uh, collaborate and do project-based learning and the flexibility of this, the learning spaces has been, has been huge. And um, that's really interesting that the whole background that you describe. I like one saying that technology gives um, it gives, it gives every student a voice. And if we, for example, go backwards and compare the way you studied at school and I studied at school, we obviously didn't have any iPads or any tablets or any tech of that kind. How do you feel, like, from your observation as you are in the environment of schooling, how do you feel it changed the participation in different activities from, uh, from different types of students? But some of them might be too active and, like, I want to answer the question, I want to tell, I want to go. And there are those, like, quiet students who normally wouldn't have a voice if they don't stand, uh, stand out and stand up and just tell that they, wanna, that they have something to say. How do, you, how do you see and observe it's being changed thanks to technology? Well, I think uh, especially when students have, like in our school, the opportunity to 
in, in an instant display their content on their, from their iPads wirelessly to the uh, projectors. Um, I've done a lot more engagement with students as far as them, them taking ownership of the learning process. Um, there's a lot less strictly lecture-based learning happening. Le lectures definitely have their place, but that's not the only option anymore. We use a lot of methods like the Harkness methods where kids sit around and a lot of discussion-based learning. But what technology has, has enabled us to do is to, for students to uh, display backup to their arguments very quickly with, let's say they pull up a website on the iPad and they want to share that rest of the rest of the, clack, the class to back up their, their side of the argument. And they can just click on uh, a button and display the screen from their iPad to the projector. And then um, so that's, been, that's been huge. It's been um, a really uh, just transformational when it comes to the engagement of students. When I grew up you know, a long time ago, and uh, you had kids that would sit at the back of the room, well, that was for you wouldn't be called on. You didn't have to you know, participate as much. Well, there is no back of the classroom in our school. Every seat has the same auditory and, and visual uh, uh, equity in the classroom because we have displays on every wall that can display the same image. We have the kids being able to throw their content up just as readily as a teacher can. Um, so not only does this give the students the opportunity to do that, but teachers can uh, select a student's iPad to display and throw it up on the projector. So for classroom management issues, a lot of people are concerned about classroom management with one-to-one. -one. Well, if, if you give the teachers the ability to A, walk around the room and not be tethered to the front, and then throw a student's content on a projector at any second, that changes the dynamic. Kids are, their kids are A, kids know that they can be, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're, they can't sit in the back and hide and be off task. Um, it's, it's really been huge. Yeah, I think that the, uh, the whole influence of technology on education is huge because if I remember myself, when I had to, to write some essay or get some information, I would go to the library and I have at my hands something that library has. And if library is small, I wouldn't get the access to all the information. And right now is also kind of challenging because kids have access to everything all the information and it's like at their fingertips and I think it's amazing and it's also like a lot of things and uh, technology is something that actually helps them out to uh, to bring that um, into the efficient mode of usage and access and uh, then like anal analysis and so on and if we go um, a little bit like Maybe you give some examples of what technology specifically, um, apart from the hardware you use at school, and maybe give some examples how you apply that. We're a huge, as many schools are, a Google Apps for Education school. We're also an Apple Distinguished school, so we use a lot of the Apple ecosystem as far as the software that comes uh, natively with Apple, and then, of course, the Google Apps suite. We use a lot of survey tools or uh, quiz, you know, like Socrative or Kahoot, things like that, where you can get instant feedback. And that stuff's very powerful because, you know, no longer do, does a teacher have to give a lecture and then ask, does everybody understand that? And then, of course, everybody just doesn't say anything. And then later on, when they give the test the next day, she realizes, he or she realizes that, in fact, a lot of the kids didn't understand it or one student didn't. By giving that end of lecture, really quick, instant response, instant feedback quiz you can gauge whether you know most of the class got it except for 
one person or, you know, get a quick feedback. I think that's, that's huge. That's, that's much different from the old days of scantrons and, and these whole, you know, waiting to get results the next couple of days. So the real time feedback is, is a big part of it. Um, I think that a technology has also given our students who may not be the most eloquent speakers or the most confident in standing up and, and voicing their opinion uh, verbally because we're a big multimedia school as well. We have students that will do videos and different mashups and different kind of projects to, to demonstrate their learning in different methods. And I think that's great. I think that um, not all of us are going to be the greatest public speakers and some of us are great writers. Some of us are great at other methods of demonstrating their knowledge. And I think that that's the power of technology, especially in conjunction with project-based learning. Um, I think like you alluded to, the fact that knowledge is at everyone's hands 24 seven, that's not, shouldn't be the focus anymore. The, the dumping of facts on students is really not relevant today. It's what they do with the information that's important. So active learning is, is a big part, uh, part of our learning style. Um, I can't agree more than, than you said, like it's absolutely, you're absolutely right on that. Because my belief, and I strongly believe in that, like we can't teach kids the same way we were taught at school. Like if you want to be a doctor, you need to study this and this and this. If you want to be a policeman, you go for this and, and so on and so forth. Because we don't know in first place what's going to happen tomorrow because technology is changing the world so quickly. And I think the most important thing is to give the skills. It's like, you, you can't know everything, but you need to have the skill of uh, being able to find the information you need. And saying like digital literacy and saying like critical thinking and the important things that will help them in first place um, to, to be able to apply their best uh, sides and knowledge um, in the jobs of the future. Definitely, I think that you, you hit the nail on the head. We need to teach students to be a lifelong learners and be how to find out how to do something and most of them surprisingly at least in our school we've noticed that every uh, class that moves up become more a lot of the kids become very proficient about finding out how to do what they want to do um, you know and I think that a lot of time as educators we need to put aside our egos and realize that we don't have to be the expert in everything and we can't be and in fact we're holding students back if we don't let them pursue their interests, even if we aren't experts in that field. Absolutely, because you could be an expert in the field, but then with the change of the world and tech and everything around and new knowledge coming up with this, through the new research and development, and then you are not the expert anymore because there is so many things that were out of your scope at the point when you were studying and you, you were the expert in the field. And I think that you are absolutely right. We need to, to be lifetime learner. That's an example for the kids. And also, I think we need to, uh, to teach people uh, how to think rather than what to think. And that will lead them to the development of themselves in the future as well. Definitely. And so that's perfect. And I want to use the opportunity to, as you are in the US, I want to use the opportunity to ask you, um, how do you feel the uh, general acceptance of technology in the educational sector in the US is going? And is it going to be changing into using like emerging tech like um, 3D printing or AR, VR or anything of that kind? Uh, I think it's definitely in the upswing. I, I... I've, I've seen that over the past 15 years, you had um, you always had a contingent of teachers that were kind of Luddites or thought that 
technologies was either a passing phase or they didn't really need to get involved and they've been teaching the same way for 20 years. They don't need to change. I think those days are swiftly coming to an end. I, I see a lot more excitement on the end of, uh, on the side of teachers and what they can do with technology. Um, you know, just an anecdote about the, the rapid change of tech and, and, and uh, how students and teachers can use it. Um, we had an art teacher who, or we have an art teacher who, who teaches sculpting and she's an excellent teacher of sculpting and, and, and different uh, art techniques. And uh, we had purchased, um, a, we, we built a virtual reality lab last, uh, two years ago. And it's three Oculus Rift and three HTC Vives. And we gave her over the summer, one of the Rifts to play with this project product called Medium, which is a virtual reality sculpting app. And she got proficient at it, loved it, now this was not the type of teacher that would have gone into other 3D modeling software. She, she had played with it, but it's, it can be daunting. Things like Blender, Maya, the learning curve is very steep and the skill set is not necessarily something that would avail itself to someone who's an artist. She's a true artist, so the ergonomic aspect of building, sculpting in virtual reality, she was able to master it very quickly and then pass that on to the students. So the next year, she had her students going through the virtual reality lab creating these VR sculptures. Now what's nice about that is two things. We also have students who are building virtual reality applications with Unity 3D, and we have a cross-curricular initiative we're starting this year where the kids who are the art kids will build the assets, these 3D models to use, to hand off to the code, the computer science students to use in, in, in these projects. So I love that because I think it represents the real world as far as you know, people think, oh, I wanna be a gamer or I wanna develop games. Well, that's not one person that does that. It's a team of people who have different skill sets. So we're almost really um, kind of modeling that for our students here where they're, they're being prepared to, for the workforce. And also the fact that these art students that would have never gone into 3D modeling per se, some of them are getting very interested in it now because they realize the, the potential for what they can do. And, and uh, it's been really uh, amazing. Um, and I think, I think that the, the trick is that to have, so how we got that done was you have to give the teachers the support, the time to, to do things like this. If we had not given the teacher over the summer the rift to use at home, it would have never taken off. And not all schools have that. I understand not all schools have that ability. We're, we're lucky enough to be able to do that. But I think, again, time is, a, is probably the most important component for teachers. They're very busy. They don't have a lot of time. They can't. And, and I think a lot of the top-down methods of you must learn this, there's, there's a place for that. But there's also times when if you just make time to interface with teachers and talk about their curriculum, what they're doing, and understand it, and you say something like, with virtual reality, I said, this is something you could do, and the learning curve is not that high, but I think it would pay off, and she's really embraced it. It's absolutely amazing what they're doing. Uh, that's that's impressive what you do like and I think that's uh, that also important to give teachers the support because they need to feel comfortable in uh, if they are starting using something new I think for them the, to have the authority in the classroom and being uh, able to show that they know what they're doing is one of the important things and I think what you do uh, this way that you give them a helping hand to try it out before they're gonna go in front of the classroom it's absolutely uh, a must to do right yeah, and, and, and I understand that because if you think about it, the teachers have a very difficult job and people need to keep in mind, it's every morning, it's like showtime. You know, they can't roll in to, to work and be 
kind of sluggish and have an off day. They're, they're, you know, they're center stage. They have to be very uh, engaged with what's happening. The other thing is technology, teachers will give a new tech at tops two times to use it and see if it's beneficial. If it doesn't work the first time, they might give you one more chance for it, but if, it absolutely has to work, and that's completely understandable. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to waste class time. So that goes back to the support end. Unfortunately, I do see a lot of educational institutions that will buy hardware or software without the, the uh, support personnel behind it, and that's absolutely critical. Yeah, totally, totally agree with you on that. And I have one more question to you. If, for example, I see that you're absolutely into tech and you understand all the benefits and the efficiency in it but sometimes we meet the people who will say like no the old-fashioned way work for 100 and 300 years we're gonna keep on teaching the same way um how do you approach these people do you try to persuade them that it's important to use technology or you just leave them where they are and what do you say to them um well that's that's interesting it kind of goes back to the other i think most people are realizing that if it's if it's solely my method of teaching were to be dispensing facts on students and making them memorize facts. I think most teachers have gotten over that. I think uh, they realize that that is not even beneficial to students anymore. There are certain times when memorization needs to take place, but it shouldn't be the sole, uh, the whole, the sole lesson is, is lecture-based. Um, uh, I think that modeling, peer modeling, is, has been very, very beneficial for us. So in other words, it's one thing for me as a technology director to say, well, this is great, or you should be doing this, but if I can get other teachers, especially in their particular curriculum, that have interest in certain technologies and give them 100% of my support, other teachers will see them using that effectively and, and kind of want to model that. Oh, you're right. Sometimes we need the reference and sometimes we need the role model and see that for somebody it works because as we know that uh, people have, we have them under people like early adopters and those who adopt a little bit later. But I think like everybody should feel comfortable using technology. At the end of the day, I don't think there are a lot of people in our world who still use um, something uh, but smartphone. So everybody can use the smartphone and then having the smartphone in your pocket means that you can actually uh, dive into the apps and try something new in the technology as well. Right, exactly. Perfect. Thank you very much, Chad. It was a great conversation. I really loved it. And um, I appreciate uh, that you joined us. And um, have a great day. It was lovely talking with you. Thank you. Everything changes.